Nathan McKinnon says his new contract may be done soon, but will he become the highest paid player in the National Hockey League? And rookie tournaments get underway this weekend. We've got all of that and more coming for you on this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. I want to thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. I am Gil Martin. You can find me on Twitter at IceWardsNYRVSNYI. I am joined every Friday by Rachel Donner. You can find her on Twitter at RMiriam. Happy Friday, Rachel. Happy Friday, Gil. We have uh, some actual hockey games <laughs> happening as we are recording this, as well as all weekend long. Now they are prospect games, but games nonetheless with people in NHL uniform. So I will take it. Uh, I will take it too. It is the next step forward. I think we can officially say the off season is over. Uh, and now we have the, the rookie camps, the training camps, the preseason. And we are less than a month away from the start of the 2022-2023 NHL season and and I for one cannot wait we will have more and more to talk about as training camps open up and players start to uh compete for jobs and you know injury news starts coming in so lots oh, to come on Gil uh, it's start with injuries it's, right away I don't like injuries I I certainly don't but they're unfortunately a part of the game that does affect all 32 teams. So uh, let's yeah. hope for not a lot of them, obviously, and nothing serious. But, you know, one of the big pieces of news, Nathan McKinnon now saying he's optimistic that he should have his new contract with the Colorado Avalanche, a long-term deal uh, done shortly. That's what he said on Thursday. Uh, and basically, uh, the quote is, I love Joe Sackick and uh, Chris McFarland. Those guys are great. It's just a little business. I guess the question is, uh, does Nathan McKinnon exceed the $12.5 million per year AAV that Connor McDavid now has signed? And does he exceed it? And does he deserve to exceed it, I guess, are the two questions. Now, the one thing... You know, uh, basically McKinnon quiet about what it's going to be, but he said it will exceed $10 million per year AAV. Your your thoughts? Well, he certainly deserves a big, giant raise. I think the Avs have been pretty lucky over the past several years with him uh, only having a cap hit, and I say only, but $6.3 million annually. And I think that that has been a bargain for the Avs, to be frank. And so 
uh, I think if he were to match or slightly exceed Connor McDavid, that would be doubling his salary, which is unbelievable, <laughs> I think. Um, and it, it is an interesting comparison. You know, I, I certainly do believe he believe he deserves the above a 10 million. Does he deserve to match or exceed Connor McDavid? I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's some arguments there. Uh, you know, the Avs did win a cup. And Connor McDavid has not done that. Now, that could be in some sort of bonus clause of the contract. And, and that's where I, I kind of would see it going, that his salary would be below Connor McDavid's, but with bonuses could exceed it. And that is my prediction for how it's going to turn out. Uh, that's a, a logical prediction. And you, you sort of wonder how they'll work that. Uh, but look, McDavid last year, Led the league in points, 80 games played, 44 goals, 123 points. And then McKinnon, who only played 65 games due to injury, 32 goals, 88 points. But yes, as you mentioned, uh, a Stanley Cup win. Uh, how much better statistically do you feel McDavid is than McKinnon? And then what are the leadership and intangibles of having led a team to a cup worth uh, under those circumstances? Yeah, I think really when you look at it, to me, you also have to look at the breadth of the career and the consistency. And that's where I think McDavid just far exceeds McKinnon. Now, they're both at the very, very top in a very, 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 very small group of players that are elites in this league. And, you know, it's no shade to McKinnon, but, you know, you look at what Connor McDavid done, has done over the course of the past several years with, you know, scoring championships and heart trophy you know, being a finalist or the winner. And it, it's just, uh, there's no comparison to me. So that's why I feel like McKinnon's salary will come in under, now maybe it's 11 million. And like I said, with bonuses could go over, but uh, it's, there's no question to me that, that McDavid deserves the higher salary. I, I don't know. I do value that leadership a lot. And, you know, it, to me, the truly elite leaders, and I'll use Mark Messier perhaps as a, as an example because he you know led more than one team to a cup as captain. What he went five over the course of his, or was it six in in his NHL career? That kind of guy doesn't just play at a very high level. He makes the players around him play better, whether it's by leading by example, by the inspirational speeches that he makes in, in the locker room, whether it's just bringing the club together uh, emotionally, whether it's through activities on or off the ice, there is something about a player who lifts the players around him. And I think McKinnon does a better job of that than McDavid does. Yeah, I there is something to that, but I also think that sheer salary is a reflection more of the individual player than what goes on around them. But 
I think there's also a situation where everybody that's on a line with McDavid gets a boost and some of them end up going other places and getting paid more money than they would with the Oilers, frankly, because they got the Connor McDavid bump. And so now there are questions on the Oilers. Don't get me wrong. They've had defensive woes and, you know, they've had a problem putting a better team around McDavid and I think you know Sackick has done obviously a much better job with the Avalanche in constructing a more well-rounded team and having the depth players contribute a little bit more and and that has led to it but you can't really fault McDavid for management not getting him better teammates you know well you know part of the advantage obviously that Joe Sackick had was that McKinnon was only making and I'll, you, I'll put mm-hmm. only in air quotes if you want only making what was it 6.2 million dollars a year 6.3 but 6. close 3, excuse me yeah so I mean if you've got one of the top let's say five players in the league making a salary of you know a a second team all-star that's a big advantage that you you would have there whereas McDavid is already making a little bit more money but yeah it's it's tough it, it, it is tough to say look McKinnon has been injured a little bit more than McDavid has never had 100 points in a season although he's had 99 and 97 in in two of his years uh only has the 140 goal season and yet there is something about the way he leads his team that makes me think that he's probably going to come very close, like you said, uh, and maybe worth a little bit more to the team overall than McDavid, because the goal is to win the Stanley cup. And he is, he has accomplished that. Uh, we'll, well, see. I, we'll see. I, I see your uh, heart trophy ballot is uh has Nathan McKinnon at the top well because he's the most valuable to his team right right. should he be the highest paid well that that's I still say no all right we'll see we'll we'll see how that one plays out we have rookie tournaments and prospect tournaments getting underway all around the league this weekend some of them already started so we will talk about that but first we want to hear about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including the early season action right now. Bet Online is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, and what hockey is just a just a short little bit away. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So six tournaments, uh, keeping 29 teams busy over the next uh, few days with their prospect tournaments. Of course, my New York Islanders are one of the three teams that is not involved in (laughs) any of these prospect tournaments. The other being the Seattle Kraken and who was the, the the Washington Capitals? Washington Capitals. Okay. So 29 out of 32 teams involved in these tournaments. Why don't you uh, start filling us in on, uh, on the six tournaments, some of which have already, gotten started. 
Yeah, I love these rookie tournaments for many reasons. Number one, I think it's always really good to see some of your young prospects, especially some of the guys that you just drafted, put on the uniform of the team and go out there on the ice. It it really gets you excited for the future. And then it also, I think, gives the teams a, a really good insight into a couple of things about each of the players and it shows like what kind of shape did they come into rookie camp in and are they prepared for game situations and so I think that's really really important for players and coaches and management to be able to gauge kind of where they are from a fitness standpoint and uh, are their skills sharp standpoint and they can get that to a certain degree in practices and on ice sessions but there's nothing like the environment of a game setting in order to really see if they're clicking or not and it also gives these guys a a chance to show their best stuff out there and prove why they deserve to stay through their team's main training camps now some some of them naturally will do that, I think, because some of them will end up on their team's AHL rosters. And so they're going to basically stick around anyway, or they're they're always meant to be on that roster. But then in some cases, you know, there's guys fighting for spots on the big club and it, it allows them to show their stuff, but against real competition. Again, it's not a practice environment. And then you have guys on the other side trying to do the same thing and so you know you learn about can they get the physicality levels up do they have uh, the ability to gain chemistry with brand new teammates and line mates quickly there's just so much that you can evaluate in these tournaments absolutely and then here's the other thing i think that you learn if you sort of take it to uh look at it in a slightly different way these are your your prospects, your rookies. Some of these guys are on PTOs, perhaps even. But these young players, they get a chance to shine against other young players at these tournaments. And then if they do well there, they will then go to the main training camp and have to do the same thing against adults. So you get to see, okay, how do they compete against other 18 and 19-year-olds? And then if they do well at that, how much further do they need to go in order to be ready to play in the NHL or in the AHL when they're playing against, you know, 30-year-old and 28-year-old people who have been playing the game already for five, six, seven years at the NHL level? It, it really sort of gives you an idea, you know, how much more do they need to mature physically? Do they need to put on more muscle? Are they intimidated by playing against some of these older players? There are, there's a lot you can learn physically and mentally about these players from watching them in this tournament. And then if they do well, there, watching them again in preseason games and in training camp. Yeah. And there is, you know, a wide range of players in these tournaments in terms of age, you do have those super young ones that just got drafted, but then there's some guys that it's their rookie season. So they're at rookie camp, but they went through three or four years of college, right? Right. But the the guys that are in college and are playing in college this upcoming year aren't at these tournaments because of NCAA eligibility issues. And there are some guys that all the teams know they're just definitely going to send back to 
juniors after rookie camp that it's very clear that's what's happening. But this, again, it's just another chance for the teams to touch base with these guys and and see them in, in this environment. But yeah, I think that it, it really does give these prospects a chance to really show the best of, of what they can do. And can they handle the pressure in a short period of time, you know, only having two to three games maybe to, to play in. Uh, even when, you know, a team may be playing multiple games in one of these tournaments, but the rosters are going to change up. I think it's a real good opportunity for goalies as well, because, you know, there's so few goalie slots in the NHL. And so even some of these guys that are on PTOs, right, there there tends to be goalies in PTOs because everybody's main goalies are in the main training camp, right? <laughs> right. So they'll have like one or two prospect goalies and then a PTO goalie. So maybe this PTO goalie can get a contract in an NHL team system and play in the AHL or ECHL and get ice time and get looks. And so I think it's important for them as well. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it, we can go back to that old cliche, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Here's your big chance to make a first impression on management, coaching staff, and even on your future teammates. Exactly. But, uh, you know, it's it's been fun, I think, building these traditional preseason rookie tournaments. And, you know, one of the main ones that has been going on for a while is the one up in Traverse City in Michigan and and you know the Red Wings are are there obviously but the Stars and Columbus and the Blues and Leafs are are there as well it already started last night and goes through Monday and there, you know there's some some really fun players uh, one of my favorite guys from this past draft David Yurachek uh, who was drafted by Columbus is there and uh, they also have Denton Matyachuk, uh, man, embarrassment of riches in Columbus with some of their prospects. <clears throat> but uh, then you have somebody like Wyatt Johnson in Dallas, who was their uh, 23rd overall pick in 2021, uh, one of the top OHL players. Like, is he going to take that step forward? Right. And, and it's always fun to watch that. And there's always a guy on, one of these teams that is the big surprise that you've never heard of or uh, isn't necessarily highly regarded and comes out in this tournament and and just makes a, a little bit of a name for themselves. And the other thing I love about these tournaments, so many of them are sort of geographic rivalries that you see uh, having, for example, Detroit and Columbus and St. Louis all in one tournament. It adds a little spice to things. So uh, I, I really do look forward to all of these rookie tournaments. And again, of course, the Islanders not participating, which frustrates <laughs> me uh, more than a little bit. But uh, there are five more of these uh, prospect rookie tournaments uh, coming up. We will break some of those down for you. Uh, but, uh, you know, first, we got to listen to this. All right, we are back. And... Uh, Rachel, we got five more tournaments. Uh, which one sort of caught your eye next? I think one of my other favorite ones is the Prospects Challenge up in Buffalo. And that's where you have the Sabres, obviously, the Bruins, the Habs, the Devils, the Senators, and Pittsburgh. So, you know, a lot of young talent on all of those 
teams. And I think uh, while we won't see Owen Power there, we will see and have already seen as of this recording, uh, Yuroslavkovsky, of course, yeah. uh, the Canadians' first overall pick, and uh, Simon Nemich, who was the Devils' first pick, uh, second overall. And uh, of course, the Ottawa Senators have several top prospects there as well, uh, Tyler Boucher uh, amongst them. And uh, I, I just think that uh, this is this is a fun one because I think a lot of these guys are going to be raring to go. There's a lot of the European players there that I always love to watch. And I, I'm I'm also a sucker for Sabres prospects uh, like Matt Savoy. Um, and I think that, you know, between Ottawa and Buffalo, um, who are kind of, I think on the cusp of having a, a really great youth movement, I think that this is one of the fun ones for sure. No question about it. Then, you know, we can go West coast, the rookie face off hosted by the San Jose sharks. You got the sharks, the ducks, the Kings, the Abs, the Golden Knights, and the Coyotes. Uh, scary to think that there may be more fans attending some of these rookie prospect games than at Coyotes home games later this year. But no, they're uh, selling okay. But we'll see. <laughs> I, I do digress, and I, and I am joking. But you got some good players out there. Mason McTavish from Anaheim probably going to be their third overall pick back in 2021. William Eklund, uh, seventh overall pick in 2021 by the Sharks, going to be there. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing what some of these guys can do. And again, you know, you got all these teams, the Anaheim, L.A., San Jose. You got the rivalries going, and that just adds another dimension to it. Yeah, and then, of course, you have the Southeast Spectacular in North Carolina, uh, Friday through Monday, with the Canes, the Panthers, the Preds, and the Lightning. So, yeah, a little bit of a, a Southern battle going on there. And uh, Ryan Suzuki from Carolina is, I think, one of the bigger prospects there. And then you have Yaroslav Askarov yep. uh, for the Preds, who I am really excited to see how his development is coming. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how he fares out there over the next few days. And then, you know, again, prospects showcase the Hurricanes, the Lightning, the Panthers, the Predators. I love it. I love it. I mean, just uh, uh, and then the Canadian teams will have the Young Stars Classic, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg and Vancouver going at that one in uh what is it pentic penticton penticton thank you penticton, BC, yeah british columbia that one getting underway friday home of the v's yes that is right that that is right and uh you know and then you have one other tournament named after tom curvers the 2022 tom curvers prospect showcase the Blackhawks and the Wild, the two teams involved in that. And again, uh, two division rivals who don't always like each other. And two teams, especially the Blackhawks, you know, they've got a lot of, of prospects there who you're certainly looking forward to seeing. And, and look, 
even the wild Marco Rossi, for example, uh, going to turn 21 soon. He's going to be there for the wild. Uh, Lucas Reichel of the Blackhawks going to be there. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And you get the feeling when you have a, a tournament that only features two teams by the time the second and you know third games of that tournament are being played, there's a little bad blood after a while. Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's a couple of just two-team back-to-back series that um, aren't really tournaments per se. They're just doing uh, a couple of games. And I think that uh, doing that against the same team, I think, provides a a different opportunity than some of these tournaments do. Now, Now, in the tournaments, you know, you get to see them against different kinds of competition, different levels of competition. And there's an advantage to that. But there's also the instance where a lot of these guys are going to end up on AHL teams. And so when you get them in back-to-back games against the same team, that's how minor league hockey works, right? Yep. You know, you have a lot of back-to-backs. You know, you have weekend series against the same team where you have two or often three games against the same team in a row. I think that gives you a little bit of insight as to, you know, how their fitness is when they're playing two games in a row and, you know, what it's like when you have to play the same team back to back. And uh, I, I, I do like that there's a couple of teams that do that. So like you said, the, the first one was the Blackhawks versus the wild. And the other one is my flyers against the New York Rangers. And there you go. Uh, there's a series tonight and on Saturday are the two games. And those will be a lot of, of fun as well. I mean, for all that, you know, I've said about the flyers over on locked on flyers, there are some young prospects that I am very interested in seeing how they perform. And the Rangers do have some really great young prospects as well. And so it should be a lot of fun seeing those two teams go back to back again. There's going to be a little bit of pride about it because it's a geographic rival going on there, especially, you know, Philly, New York, I think has a a lot of uh, uh, grudge. A lot of juice there. There's a lot of juice. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it should be great. And more than that, it is just great to have competitive you know, hockey, like you said, players out there wearing their NHL uniforms, getting a first glimpse at some of these guys in those uniforms and seeing what they can do. So I'm excited. Hockey is back and uh, bring it as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. I am very excited to actually physically go into an arena and watch some hockey this weekend. I'll be heading to Allentown, Pennsylvania for Flyers versus Rangers rookies. Excellent. Something to look forward to. Enjoy that, Rachel. I am Gil Martin. I'm on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. She's Rachel Donner on Twitter at RMiriam. We are here every Friday talking about the biggest stories from around the National Hockey League right here on Locked On NHL. I will be back Monday with three of our local experts talking about their teams and and what's happening with them. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone, and stay safe.